This here is a remarkable so so death <laughs> remix. <laughs> J E y'all run DMC to the beach y'all. Uh -huh. mm. Appropriate song here. Welcome on, everybody, into the Check Your Brain podcast, the free version that you can hear on all of your favorite podcast platforms, your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. And I'm also on Patreon, by the way. If anybody is interested, go check me out on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Tony Mazur for five bucks a month. It's basically a Miller Lite at a bar. That's how much you're going to get. It's either a Miller Lite at a bar, or you're able to get, uh, you know, exclusive content. You get about 20 podcasts per month. How's that sound? Early access to guests, exclusive content on the Check Your Brain podcast platform, and everything that's going on inside my brain. My name is Tony Mazur here, and uh, we've got an evening edition, and we've got a... Uh, an in-studio edition here, as I play the Jagged Edge featuring Run DMC remix of Let's Get Married. Why? Well, I am getting married. Again, as some of you folks who have been following along on you know, various podcasts or social media, you know that uh, last year got married, and June 19th is the anniversary date, but because it's during the pandemic and the subsequent lockdowns and restrictions that were going on, we kind of needed to do a little bit more with the wedding. So I thought to myself, I'm like, well, what can I do that's going to be a little interesting the week leading up to the wedding? And I thought about it. Well, I have a podcast. And my wife, now wife, <laughs> has a little bit of experience of working in broadcasting. So it's not like I'm just pulling some novice out and who doesn't know how to talk behind a microphone or hold conversation. She actually has worked at similar places as I have as well. So she works in the broadcasting field. I want, you know, I, I don't say what station I work for. She doesn't have to say what station she works for. But, oh, I'll tell you if you want to know. Well, I mean, you you can. I mean, you're, I, I'm the one who should probably be you focused on my job security. You should have played the uh, commercial from the 90s <laughs> to intro me. Is Wait, what you should have done. What are you talking the about? The one we were watching last night. Oh, the, the live on, or the, the Gimme Five. The Gimme Five. Yeah, you work over at Channel in Five. In case Leah. anybody didn't get that. For folks uh, just tuning in, this is my beautiful wife, Leah. Leah Mazer now. Leah Mazer. Congratulations. You are married almost a year now. I know. And I'm, uh, we're recording this the week before because probably the last thing that you want to do during the week of the wedding is do a podcast for an hour there's a lot of things i don't want to do the week of the wedding including the wedding but for not reasons that involve you yeah. all the other reasons yeah dealing with family <laughs> dealing with uh accommodations and limo bus and the, the alcohol the venue the food everything that we're trying to go after and oddly enough it's going well which makes me concerned that it's waiting for the week of when we can't fix things to start falling apart. That's my biggest concern. Like what? People can't fit in their tuxedos? No. And I mean, <laughs> water hey, main present, break. present company included, because I have not tried the dress on since last year. The good news is, is I haven't gained weight since last year. Okay. So that's good. But I haven't lost any either. So that's a success story in and of itself. Though. Yeah, but then again, did I want to stay this size for the wedding? Mm, probably not. But well, but we also nobody complained, so that's fine. We're also at that point where we've so we'll talk a little more about the wedding, and we'll get into just our relationship and how we met as time goes on, because we have a lot of family, I'm sure, listening to this since it's the free version, and people who've you know, I've, I've referenced you a lot on this podcast, and they finally get a chance to listen to you. Mm, maybe um, I should have listened to more episodes yeah. before coming in to find out what you've said. No, it's usually I'm referencing, well, my wife uh, my wife and I were watching The Golden Girls the other day, <laughs> and I'm a big Jack Guilford fan, and you would be like, who's Jack Guilford? Exactly. I so, could be looking at him on the screen and wouldn't know that's who that was. So it's kind of one of those cases where I do bring you up, but it's not... All, it's not Oh, You're okay. not a major plot point. You're just kind oh, of like good. a jump-off point of something. So uh, so in the last year now, we've had this we've, – we've tried to put together this wedding mm -hmm. that we've been planning. Um, I mean, the wedding has been since 2019 we've been planning it, but we got engaged in 2018. Yeah. And um, 
it we you know there were a lot of uh, obstacles that were in the way. Well, and, and full uh, disclosure, I don't like to plan weddings. I am not that girl. Yeah. I yes, do I have a Pinterest board? Of course, I am a female, but. Have I been filling my Pinterest board with the wedding ideas I've had since I was six years old? No. Um, the only thing that I've known about what I wanted for my wedding when I grew up was I wanted a cookie table. <laughs> you wanted and cookie that table? almost well, got Itali- put in. You're Italian and, and yeah. you're from like the Pittsburgh, Youngstown. The, the, our whole okay, area I'm nowhere, is just I'm not from Youngstown. Stuff. Don't even put me in that category. Hey, we got a lot of you Lung- Youngstown listeners. Youngstown <laughs> listeners, yeah. Um, but no, I mean that the whole thing is putting it together, and again, full disclosure, you also had to deal with, with your dad. Yeah, and that was not it wasn't I fun. Your dad threw, threw a wrench into things. Yeah, so things were things had been difficult, and then oh, let's throw in a once in a lifetime pandemic that's mm-hmm. going on, and you know, regardless, and we'll we'll get into more of uh, dealing with me and my uh, commentary, <laughs> especially at home, whether I'm on the, doing a podcast or off a podcast when it comes to the pandemic, but. Uh, we had to last year. We had to say, you know, we can't keep a. Uh, we can't we, as much as we wanted to have a full wedding last year, and we could have had the option because we had under three hundred people to attend. It just wouldn't have been the same uh, with a lot of people who were afraid. I mean, we're talking May and June of twenty twenty. Now that it's June of twenty twenty one, people feel a little more comfortable in crowds, and they feel a little more comfortable being around uh, different scenarios. So it, it does help. It does help matters. Yeah, and most times um, in wedding scenarios, if you're about to call something off or cancel something, it's a uh, you know you you wait about you're about a month out when you pull a trigger on something like that. We were literally we were less than three weeks away, and still not knowing if we should do anything at all. Or just have a ceremony. I think um, there were a lot of people who did pull the trigger a little too soon. I think we did it. If we if we did it too late, then I I don't think we would have had the wedding that we had last year. Which, yeah, well, it was abbreviated, but we did have. I had a lot of my family and some of yours as well. Oh, I had a friend fly in from Boston. I couldn't stop him from coming. Yeah, and he's coming to this one too. He's, He's super pumped for me. Well, he wants to wants the and free he, food, he wants, and he loves Woody. Yeah, he loves the cat. <laughs> and you know, we've we had as good of a time as one could possibly have at our wedding last year. Oh well, we've said if we had more of my family there, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, if there were, if your it was perfect. If your one sister in Florida was in town and you had a couple mm. more friends, I know, but it, <laughs> if there were a couple more friends that were around and a couple more family members, then we probably could have done that and then would have had like a one year anniversary. Yeah. Hey, let's let's go over to a pavilion and we're gonna have a picnic and you know stop on by from like two to eight and we're gonna have this pavilion so be a good time. But because we didn't have the extended family that was able to travel because of whether it was restrictions or they were just afraid of everything. Oh, and I, it was I, and that I totally thing. They weren't, they weren't afraid. It was Pennsylvania's restrictions were a lot worse than ours. And they were put in a predicament where, I mean, they were ready to still come. And I was just like, no, don't worry about it because we're going to do a bigger deal later. Um, but my family was raring to go no matter what. So I'm, I'm excited that they're all still coming this year. You know, on March 11th uh, this year was the one-year anniversary of the shutdown of things. So I did a specialty free podcast that day of what of the things that I was up to and when I was seeing things shut down in front of me. Where I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles, and they're shutting. They're ba- they shut the season down for the NHL while I'm at an NHL game. I'm at a concert where I hadn't gone to. A, it was the last concert that I went to up until just a couple of days ago. And a comedy show, the comedy venues were closed, especially the comedy store had been closed uh, up until just recently. So I saw things start to shut down as it was happening. Your bachelorette party, you saw it happening closer than anybody. Well, it, we didn't even see it. It was chasing us because we, on the 11th, I basically said, okay, what does everybody want to do? And all but two people were in. One, because she was having surgery, so we already knew she wasn't going to come anyways. And then the that other one... That was your one, maid of honor. Maid of honor. And then my bridesman, as we'll call him, um, just concerned about the virus and, and what might or might not happen to him because he has asthma. And I totally understood. I mean, we didn't know at that time anything. 
So, but everybody else was in. So we we skipped town, get to New Orleans, and are having a blast. Um, and you know, people are wall to wall and 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 next to each other, and we're hugging strangers and talking to other bachelor parties and having a blast. And uh, so that was the first night on Bourbon Street, and then we went out the second night on Bourbon Street. Yeah, so the second night we went out, and uh, we had a great time that night, too. Got way too drunk. Um, And then on Saturday night was when they shut down Bourbon Street. We actually were on, I want to say, is it called Jefferson Street? It's where all, like, more of the jazz bars are. So we were over there. Meanwhile, we had no idea that they were shutting down the bars on Bourbon Street. We get out of New Orleans the next day to find out this is all happening and go to Pensacola for a day to relax and go to the beach. Because we're talking about, remember in March, this is March Madness time. Yeah. This is St. Patrick's Day time. Mardi Gras uh, already happened, right? It, it's it's the middle of Mardi Gras. So a yeah. lot of people know Mardi Gras as Fat Tuesday. The day. But Mardi Gras actually starts... Like, I want to say like the end of, like a week or two before Fat Tuesday, and then it goes all the way up to Ash Wednesday. Yeah, it's, so you guys, or gals, I should say, really just had had as good a time as you could, and then by the time I came and picked you up at the airport. Yeah, and we were bummed too, because there, we went that time because um, we wanted to do St. Patrick's Day in New Orleans. They had canceled the parade, like... The day we were coming down. Do they have a big St. Patrick's Day they celebration? They do. They do it the weekend before, and it's just about as massive as um, Mardi Gras. Because I've told the story, uh, I think on one of these podcasts, it was in Florida. I was in Flagler Beach uh, several mm-hmm. years ago. And Flagler Beach, for people who've ever driven down to Florida, is basically the halfway point between St. Augustine and Daytona. Mm-hmm. And you get off there because... Uh, Maybe you're seeing grandma and grandpa, <laughs> or you're going to Publix to pick up some beer or whatever Sandwiches. It is. And then you get back on the road. And Flagler Beach basically has two bars, the Funky Pelican, and then, actually, I think there was three. And one was kind of a biker bar, because it's right along the, the A1A. And I, I just remember going there, and it was St. Patrick's Day. And I, I picked up some, like a six or 12-pack of High Line. I'm drinking everything. We go down to the beach, have a great time. And... I sit down at the bar. They're like, uh, 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 "What do y'all want?" And I'm like, "Oh, um, you have any uh, any St. Patrick's Day specials like food or drinks?" They're like, "Oh, that's right. It is the 17th. Yeah, no, no, we don't. Uh, we have Yingling, <laughs> we have Bud Light, and we have Miller Light." And I'm like, "Yingling, please." But yeah, that's it's interesting what towns celebrate and what don't, and especially at that time where yeah. you guys were really gonna, you kind of planned your trip around. The that was the yeah, specifically was like let's go to New Orleans because it's New Orleans and because it's St. Patrick's Day let's do something different on St. Patrick's Day. I mean we all love what we do up here in Cleveland. It's a blast. We do it every year. We know what to expect and we still go for it. Um, but saying that, um, it's still like the virus kept chasing us. So we went to Pensacola. We spent a night in Pensacola. Went to the beach the next day and we're flying out of Pensacola that night. As we're at the airport. In Pensacola, Escambia County gets their first case as we're like getting on the plane to come back to Ohio, where we've already know, knew at that point we had the first three cases and it was starting to spread. And it was like, oh, well, little did we know, like we knew we were saying goodbye to freedom in a way when we were leaving that night, but we didn't know how much freedom we were saying goodbye to until the weeks that preceded until, that. Until like today. <laughs> yeah, I was say then, uh, you know, two weeks after I got home, I'm sent home from work and I'm still working from home right now. It really was incredible. The whole process of last year and trying to plan this wedding and, oh, by the way, we found a cat in our mm. neighborhood, in a, right, right in our apartment complex. So I, I don't know if I've told the story on the free podcast, but I did find a cat that um, I came home from work and I worked mornings, so I was tired and I was, I think I was throwing something out in the dumpster and next to the dumpster is the garage and we knew there was a colony of feral cats that were uh, making camp in our complex and I looked over and I saw what I'm like what the heck is that and it was like a little fur ball and but it looked like a rat like what and I looked I'm like oh that must be one of the cats and there was a there there was like a like a block of wood or something and I was kind of tapping around it and it wasn't moving, it wasn't flinching. 
So I'm like, oh man, this thing must have died. It must must be dead. So I came upstairs. And I remember I was, you you were working the later shift at that time. So I think you were just waking up, and I was getting to bed to take a nap. And I said, I remember the the kittens we saw the other day. I think uh, I think one of them passed away. And you're like, oh, that's so sad. There was the, the kitten. Hmm. So then later I'm about to go for a run because our gyms were still shut down, and I think I was throwing something else out, uh, kitty litter or whatever, and. It was still there, but it was moving. And it was was trying to meow, but it couldn't. It couldn't physically meow. And it had been out in the sun all day. And so I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do with this thing. So I picked it up, brought it into this garage where the rest of the cats are. And the cats are just staring at me. <laughs> and I kind of drop it right near the mama and the, the babies and everything. This one was the smallest of the babies that was born. And they just looked at me like, like I was trying to show them a card trick. <laughs> and they, so I'm like, uh, so I texted you and I said, you got to come down here. And you're like, I got to work in five minutes. I know, but there's a, there's a kitten that <laughs> it's might alive. need our assistance here because I don't know what to do with this thing. And so we decided, we're like, should we, should we just bring it up, see what happens? <laughs> I, know, I just kind of like went into mama mode. I didn't even know what I was doing at that point. And growing up in my family, I wasn't the one that brought these stray animals home. That was my youngest sister. So for me to be the one saying like, well, we got to bring it inside. We got to feed it. Go get, go to the pet store, call a vet. Yeah, I was calling a couple of my aunts a vet tech and I was calling a veterinarian and I was calling the uh, the pet hospital that we have, the our, our other cat Harpo. And I was like, what do I do? Do I take this in? Do I, you know, and basically if it wasn't for the internet and a couple yeah. of people helping us, I, I don't know what we would have done. And uh, bought some funnels. I probably would have tried to throw like cheese at it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or shoved it in like a bunch of wet food and let it like mud wrestle or something. <laughs> you know, like the oh you know, my Vaseline goodness. wrestling from old school. But uh, <laughs> but it wouldn't. And honestly, that cat didn't know how to really eat for almost a month, anyways. Yeah. So, but you you were a great mom at that time, and you had to be up with it every two hours yeah. because it would start meowing, and we didn't realize. You know, now we think about it and go, duh, how stupid are we? But it's a newborn kitten. It's freezing. Yeah. It is cold. And we have air conditioning because it's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. And you like it to be at least 40 in the apartment at all times. I want a herd of Mastodon running through the apartment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really can't believe that I actually did get up with it every two hours for a while. Um, because you know me, I like to sleep and when I sleep, I am dead to the world, but I could, I could almost not sleep because I was afraid it would die. And at the same time, we didn't even want to name it because we didn't think it was going to live a week, let alone a year now. But you, you're an Ohio state fan and we're thinking of, uh, and I'm thinking of like a couple of names that are, because everybody names, if you're a Buckeye fan, you're naming your dog Brutus. Yeah. And he's way too cute to be named Brutus. Unless it's like an ironic name, like where you have like a a pit bull that's named Scruffy. I guess. But yeah, it was, so we were just coming up with different things and I thought, well, one of the first ones I said was Woody Hayes. Oh, and I loved it. And you're like, that's it. Yes. That's the one. Let's do that. Even though he doesn't really look like a Woody, he looks like a Smokey. He totally, yeah, he does. But Smokey's too obvious too for a a, a Smokey cat. So, so that you had to deal with that up until while planning a wedding. So every two hours, so I couldn't imagine how much makeup you had to put on to hide dark circles for wedding day. Um, I did not put any of the makeup on. My lovely makeup artist did. Um, But yeah, I. wasn't in love with the makeup I had that day, but it looked okay. I looked okay. So what did you think of our wedding? Like, it was not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not what we wanted. To me, honestly, it feels like that was practice. Like, we get to do the real thing this year. And I feel bad for saying that because that was, in a sense, your ceremony since we decided that we are doing two ceremonies because we do not come from the same faiths. Um, so, I and I feel bad being like, well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't my best for your ceremony, but I'm coming into mine. So that means 110%. I don't have to be my best. So yeah, so but you still can't come in with the beard. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, uh, well, neither can Anthony. I just saw him just a couple minutes ago. He's got his friggin' beard. I, I, I honestly, that there has to be a bird nest in that thing. <laughs> the things we're going to find when he shaves that off. Oh boy, I mean, he's gonna. I, I Doritos. I, you know, he might actually find a full beer in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
But um, no, it's uh, no, possible yeah. missing children. No. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we have our we have our wedding coming up. Well, we're recording this uh, a week before I, yeah. I post it, so this is going to be out Wednesday. The wedding part two, sixteenth. So, uh, but which is just the continuation of the wedding. It's like we we started the wedding, we did the first ceremony, which is the, what we plan to do, and we're just going to pick up where we left off. We're gonna. Get ready in the morning. This time it's going to be a hotel suite with everybody together. Well, the lady side. I have still have no idea what you guys are doing. Um, and we're going to do the whole thing. Hair and makeup's coming in. The whole nine. My mom will steam my dress. It'll be a whole thing. Then we'll load up into a limo van. Or bus, I should say. And we're going to take off to Chagrin Falls. And hopefully do our pictures in perfect weather. Chagrin Falls, by the way, for folks out of town, is a. Uh, it, it's one of these little hamlet type of towns that... They have waterfalls, they have little storefronts and boutiques and everything, and that's where I proposed to you, which have, is also where my parents had their wedding photos done. I was going to say, have you explained the significance of Chagrin Falls to you in this? Because it's more significant, well, I mean, it's significant to me now, of course, but up until the proposal, Chagrin Falls was just another place in Ohio that I didn't go to because it wasn't 10 minutes from me. Yeah, it was <laughs> a lot of people, in no matter where you're listening to this, you have that small town that kind of reminds you of the the town from It's a Wonderful Life, where it's just kind of a cute little town that, uh, you know, in some parts, it seems like time forgot. And But Chagrin Falls, my grandparents lived there, and you know my mom grew up there. It's where the, the once hometown, I he might still live there from what I heard, Bill Watterson of Calvin and Hobbes fame. And uh, Brian Robisky went there, former Ohio State uh, wide receiver and Browns wide receiver picked way too high. But... Um, it's one of those towns that, like, I had been going there my entire life, and I just, it, my parents have their photo, so I'm going to, we're going to try and recreate it. I can't Pro- wait for that. The problem is, the recreation is, in my parents' photo, is that three people are already dead. Okay, we so, don't have to So right now, we're going to start to place bets on who's the first ones to get knocked <sighs> off here. Terrible. I, I, I think I know two of them, and I believe they're on my side. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, after Chagrin Falls, we will head back to um, where we're going to have our second ceremony and reception. Um, we will have cocktail hour first, which I'm just getting rave reviews already from people where they're like, you're doing cocktail hour first? That's great. And I'm like, yes, because what I... Do, what, okay. Uh, all right. All right. I, I, this is one I'm going to tell. ask in a podcast. You're never going to let me finish a whole story. Go, no, go ahead. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, finish. All right. Don't forget your question. So yes. I'm, just, I'm just going through the rundown because I think we should do another episode together where we recap the wedding now that we're giving all the secrets You're just getting greedy. Away. You might as well start I'm your own not. podcast. I, like, I have time. <laughs> I am a mother to a kitten. So I'm always one years old now. But anyways. Um, okay. So yeah. So we get to the reception. Cocktail hour from five to six. Second ceremony at six. Um, and then we go right into the reception, first dance, toasts, prayers, food, and then just party the night away. I can't wait. So everything that goes into this wedding, so there's certain subtleties that you're telling me that are just completely understood at weddings, and I had yes. no idea because I've. Att- you're talking about the guests that are attending the wedding and the wedding party. Yes. When I was in the wedding party for my my buddy Johnny's wedding. Five oh, and years do ago. you have people comment on your podcast posts by any chance? Because I want anybody who's listening to this to comment as to whether or not they knew these subtleties, they learned something today. That's not a normal thing. I'd like some feedback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I because every wedding I've gone to, so I, I've been in. Well, I think I've well, technically You've two. Been in a couple. Yeah. I've been in a couple, but the most recent one was about five years ago. And my buddy Johnny's wedding, for guys, I mean, yes, I understand, like you said, that the delegation of responsibility is either the groom or, or the best man. And I was not, I was neither, obviously. Um, but I, I had no responsibility other than, hey, Venmo me how, the, for, the, for the bachelor party, the, you know, to yes. stay there. And uh, this is, you need to get your tuxes at this place. That was about it. And then I showed up and... We had our rehearsal the night before, and, that, and then we ate uh, Old Carolina barbecue catered, mm-hmm. and that was about it. And so I had no, like, I didn't get, uh, I know I did I did get a gift, and it was like a flask and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and like you that. got a little something for your boys. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I, that, that I understand. But then all the other things where you're talking about 
good goodie bags. <laughs> I've never heard of this. And you're like, every wedding I've gone to. And then the big one is the transportation because you're you're like, oh, there are people staying, so we need to make sure that they have the transportation to get to and from. Every wedding I've gone to, whether I've been in the wedding or been a guest, is you're on your own. So if you're driving by yourself, better not drink too much. That's what it was. It was everybody's on your own. There is no limo bus, only for the wedding party, and the limo's done. It's yeah. like the the just married thing. It's everyone, you either have to Uber or you brought your car and you go back to the hotel or you go home or I don't know where you came from. Well, see, and that's because mostly weddings, well, one, I can tell you the stuff that you're saying is because whatever weddings those were, the bride had her hand in both sides. I am not that bride. Okay. I literally want as little to do as possible with anything. I barely want the responsibilities that I have. So that's why I just looked at you and said, hey, you guys need to do this. Make sure they do this. But I'm not going to get in there and like pester them all to get fitted. I'm going to pester you to pester them all to get fitted. I'm not going to, yeah, you know, delegate where the, the places that you're all going to stay. And I'm not going to delegate the, the gift that you give them. I'm guaranteeing you that the bride picked out the gift for the groomsmen. I had nothing to do with it. And I didn't want anything to do with it. Because a lot of people, I think, in our age, I think people in our age group, um, a lot of our friends may have gotten married at a younger age. So the brides maybe are a little more hands-on, a little more into it. I went through a phase where I was engaged, and then I was unengaged, and I was not sure if I ever wanted to get married after that experience. So coming Do you want in, any light, by the way? What's that? Do you want any light? Um, sure. Okay. Keep, keep talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't really need to see to talk, but yeah, it's probably going to get dark out, and we'll probably need that. So what was I saying? Oh, the bride having their hand in both sides. Yes. So I'm not that bride. I even, for the most part, you're the reason we even have a location. And with that location came access to transportation, access to hospitality, access to eventually a bakery, um, the caterer. I It was one-stop shopping for us. And that's kind of what I wanted, something completely short of actually hiring a wedding planner because we don't have the budget for a whole wedding planner and then planning everything the wedding planner wants to mm. have us pay for. Um, but no, I guess I just go to nicer weddings than you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I would say just about every wedding I've been to where I stayed at a hotel, there has been some kind of bag to come back to that has water and snacks and, and medicine for your impending hangover. So I'm basically telling everybody when... When they check into the hotel, get ready for the time of your life tonight because you're going to need this bag in the morning. Um, the transportation thing, I guess most of the time people get married at hotels. So in they the do? ball, yeah, because they get, they get the like the big. Well, I don't want to say they get married at the hotel. They married at the church. The reception's in a ballroom in a hotel. So you just go like upstairs to your room. Yeah, that's it. Um, but just about every wedding where the the reception was off premise from the block of hotel rooms that you booked there was some form of transformation provided because it's on you if you're getting everybody trashed then it's on you if they get in trouble on their way home yeah see at no no every wedding i've gone to it's just oh you're getting trashed well um you better have a dd or you know there's speed trap down there and cops are looking out for you and uh, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, so <laughs> one, the one thing about weddings, though, because I was talking to uh, I was talking to your sister about this. Which one, uh, Sarah? The one who the wedding I was at, and I was talking to her uh, the other day about this because her wedding was thrown together at the last minute. Oh, you're and talking it, about Sarah's actual wedding? Yes, and it just... was her. It was basically thrown together at a small winery. Have some wine. Uh, yeah, she it was wanted a to bir- plan a wedding even less than I did. <laughs> so, but. The one thing is that I do think about that, and I said, you know, all things considered after the wedding, and we, we don't have to get into it, but uh, it was memorable to me because it was different. And it was actually, if I didn't like food so much, especially mm-hmm. good reception food that we know we're going to have, a winery, charcuterie, and like, yeah, maybe a piece of cake, that's perfect. That's a great night. I, mean, I would have been. It, I would have been okay with that. And that's. But that's the thing is that it was. I thought a very memorable wedding. 
for um, more reasons than one. Well, for different reasons, but Love up you, until Sarah. up until that point, you know, even before then, it was like, okay, this is a different wedding because somebody got married. They already had their thing. They kept it a secret. But I, I think back to the, some of the weddings that were interesting. Like I went to one at an apple orchard, Patterson's, and Ooh. it was different because they didn't have cake. They had donuts. You know what? Um, one of our friend's sisters just got married over the weekend. She had a donut wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this was 10 years ago, so it's... Mm-hmm. You know, but I just like wedding changed. cake too much. I'm like, as much as I wanted a non-traditional wedding, there's definitely a lot of tradition in this wedding. And I think a lot of that has to do with... I just want to do a solid for my mom. I feel like she hasn't seen a, a real wedding no. from any of her children. I want to give her something nice. Well, then... And- but it, like even the apple orchard one, it was it was a little different because, I mean, you we're inside a place that I, normally I would probably go in there and I don't know have some apple cider and you know maybe some pie when it was normally open. And instead, I'm at a wedding and I thought the reception was interesting. But God, I, and then I went to one in a baseball stadium, which was kind of neat because it was a different. I've done that setting. too. It was a different setting, but for the most part. I, I wanted to make sure, like I'm not, I'm not groomzilla, and, and especially we're we're already married now. We're already we married, so this party's basically for people who couldn't join us last year. Yeah, the state of Let's Ohio acknowledges our nuptials. Thank, thank Christ, it is legal. And we, I mean, we go through this whole process of doing doing things, but every time I have gone to another person's wedding, I mean, I've been to, I, I have several friends have been invited to theirs, and I I can't tell you one thing that was interesting about it. Because it was, oh, it's that this, makes me sad. But it's the same wedding. Yeah. It's, it, they're at the church, they get married, or sometimes, like, if I had something going on, because there, there were a couple I had to work during the day, and then at night I went to, to the reception or in the, later mm-hmm. in the afternoon, early evening. And you get there, you sit down, maybe you take a photo or two. They, you know, the bar's open, then they close the bar, and then they bring out, oh, here's a salad with Italian dressing. And... Did you get the chicken, or did you get the ravi? Or I mean, not the ravioli. The uh, did you get the um, the rigatoni? Did mm-hmm. you get the rigatoni, or did you get this? And then here's the green beans, and here's this. And then there's the DJ playing "Don't Stop Believing" and, and banned from our list. And, and and uptown funk, and you're like, oh, okay, not great. Banned. And then you have a couple more drinks, and you go home. I, I can't like my friend Dale. If he's listening, I, you know, love you, Dale. But I I. Your wedding was 11 years ago. I can't tell you one thing. Here's one thing that was interesting about that wedding. The only thing I remember was that your wife's friends that were out of town, I didn't know if they were single or not, and I got drunk enough to try to start talking oh, to them goodness. in front of my parents that are watching this. <laughs> and my parents are like, oh, Tony's actually going to try to, you know, and it's like, Tony's want nothing to on do with the me. prowl for the kooks. Oh, God. Now, now, these girls were actually my age. Oh, I thought you said they were, oh. No, they were the they were, like older. they were the bride's friends. No, they were oh. they were like college age. But I was just oh well, that's not your style. Boy, I was uh, I was I was Reggie Jackson. I was striking out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that was the, that really was the really the only memorable thing. And I have a couple more friends. I'm just there, and I go, oh yeah, they got married. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, it was a wedding. Uh, yep, I, I there was a bride and a groom. I drank, they ate. and they 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 you know they. Oh, uh, I wonder how much that of that, that we're going to have. God. Should I ban it? Should I put like, no, I don't want to ban it. Because it's no. like, you only get to do that Well, because once. if you ban it, they're going to continue doing True. it. True. Maybe. So, uh, you know, it, it, so we're going to make ours, the, the food's going to be really good. I yeah. think we're going to have a lot of people that are going to say the food's going to be great. Yeah. The, uh, the DJ, our friend Hot Carl, <laughs> uh, we basically made sure we're kind of like one of those directors in Hollywood that does not want you. I don't care how good of an improviser you are. You don't improvise. You stick to the text. So we, we gave him song lists. And There's I said, so don't. many songs that we could be there for three days and not hear the same song twice. Yeah. We may not even repeat genres at that point. No. So, um, so we have that. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time uh, for folks listening. I hope you en- enjoy um, we'll have a, we'll have attending. a video. We'll have a highlight video. We hired a video- videographer as one of my coworkers, um, so that'll be out there eventually. So yeah, it'll it'll be fun. Then we'll be super married at that point. It will extremely married. Yeah, I mean you can't. I mean except for your friend Meg, uh, she got extremely. She's married extremely married, day. and then my friend Tara, who actually kind of got the ball rolling by being the first to postpone her wedding. 
that I knew of um, last year and hers was in August and she postponed it in May and we were still hoping that we were going to be having a reception by Labor Day weekend. So Honestly, I feel bad for the people that had their weddings planned for 2021 that canceled already. Yeah. Like the, they're the they're, ones that, that, I mean, they were planning it in, you know, October, November. And when the cases started heating up, they're like, oh boy, I don't know about this. Uh, I think we're going to have to postpone to 2022. And now that things are back to normal again, they're probably looking, oh, crap, I was going to curse. But that's on the Patreon coming <laughs> up next. Uh, by the way, you could check that out uh, again, patreon.com slash Tony Mazur, uncensored additional content, early access to guests. Uh, that's my live read. And this uh, episode brought to you by Silk City Hot Sauce. It's not actually brought to you by, he's just a patron. <laughs> just mentioning that. Which I'm still waiting to try some of those. Yeah, Jeff, if you want to send us some... I'm a uh, big fan of a lot of the stuff you have. Yeah, uh, Jeff Levine, <laughs> if you want to send us some uh, some hot sauce, to even just sample, I'm fine with. I'll even I'll even buy some from you. you I, I will be a, an unpaid sponsor. I'll actually... <laughs> I love the product so much, I am buying it myself. There we go. So, um, yeah, we got a... We could do about another 10 minutes here on the free podcast before we move it on over to the exclusive Patreon. Um, let's talk about how we met. Okay. So I actually was talking to our carpet cleaner today about how we met. Why? Which is funny. Uh, because <laughs> I felt... That's a random yeah, person to talk to. Yeah, you know, I was talking to the, to the dog catcher outside, and he said, you know, Tony and I met back... Mm. Uh, we were talking... I was talking about the stuff I was working on today for the wedding while they were there, and um, he was telling me how he's basically given up on his generation uh, of women. His heart's been broken. He doesn't trust anybody. He doesn't think he'll ever get married. And I'd be like, well, don't give up hope. Here's why. And I said, we're a Tinder success story. Yeah, sort of, at the, because we had met before. Right. Because we, like, we always talked about how we tell people that we officially became a thing and hanging out and everything in 2017, but we had met in 2012 at a Browns tailgate. The seeds were planted. Yeah. It just took them a while. Because <laughs> your, your friend Nicole, I, I had known Nicole for a couple of years at that point, and she was hanging out with you, and I don't know if there were other people around. I'm not sure what was going on that I day. was running into people that I knew. It was a Browns tailgate, pre-game, pre-game party, something. Yeah, it was Browns-Bills. I remember the Browns. Oh, uh, I did not even remember it was the Bills. It was the Bill. It was, uh, I think it was October of 2012, and... Ryan, the, the immortal Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing for the Bills, and he beat the Browns that day. Uh, I remembered I was having a great time at Barley House, but I, I don't remember even seeing your face. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was... Th- oh, you know what? Because, the show? Well, I, I was just kind of hanging out because I wasn't working that day. Yeah. And I, I think I may have had like one beer, I, which is weird because I drink way more now. Yeah. We're talking about... That was... That was a 24-year-old Tony, and I'm 33-year-old Tony. I drink way more now, and I'm way more irresponsible with my alcohol. Oh, <laughs> how the turntables. How does that happen? God, I need, I, we need to have children. Life, you I need start, to wake up. I don't know. We may have children, and you might start drinking more. Mm-hmm. Well, I need a DD. <laughs> oh, so this is you don't want us to have children. You just want to get me pregnant so I can't drink so you can drink. Yeah, that's right. I just want okay. you to yeah, so just for, stay pregnant yeah. for, you know, so for several years. months uh, then I'll just get loaded and I just have to have you just like you know, like really 3:30 <laughs> in the morning and you need to be picked up. Oh, you know I won't hear I won't hear that. You're going to have to stay wherever you're at. I'll just start I'll be walking. Out. But um no, that that's where I met you, but we were both in relationships at that time and yes. Um, I don't know. I just I said hi, and our paths crossed several times on social media, just based on those those people you may know features yeah. on on social media. And uh, when they have the mutual friends thing, it would always kind of pop up. So your friends Jen and Nicole and Tara and Connor and everybody else that you were friends with, mm-hmm. you were always one of the main suggestions. It's just I didn't know you well enough to start adding you and talking <laughs> to you until, you know, eventually it got to a that little, point. A little liquid courage. So the <laughs> night when you and I started, when, when we became Facebook friends, which is weird. Wait, you're going to, yeah, say, are you skipping over how we actually became friends on social media? No, no, that's what I'm going to talk about oh, here. Oh, okay. So Hot Carl, our wedding DJ... Is, it all comes full circle, folks. Uh, he he normally does. Uh, Hot Carl doesn't do much stand up. He's really not a comic. He's just a he's a goofy guy with crazy stories, and the he's best. silly. 
He's he, when he drinks. I mean, for God's sake, we're watching a, a video of him, a girl sucking on his nipple the other day. <laughs> I mean, good lord! It was like, and we were ju- we just saw him. We just saw. We him. saw him. He he did one shot. I don't was he even drinking no, or was that ice do, water? Did we do two shots? I One or two, I don't remember. I think he bought us a shot and we bought him a shot. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just know that it was he might have been drinking ice water. And then all of a sudden, a couple hours later, we're at this concert uh, and I show you the video. And yeah, <laughs> there he is getting his nipples sucked on by some rando. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's uh, that's something. And I looked where the location was. I'm like, it's right next door to where we were. So he yes. hasn't moved far. So Hot Carl's one of these guys that he's a legend on the west side of Cleveland with karaoke and... People, people know him because they all have a hot Carl story of him doing something drunkenly stupid <laughs> and, and hanging out with him. And then other people will do stupid things. And, but he's, he's a guy that everybody just seems to kind of gravitate towards because he's a, he's a 52-year-old man he's who's, a force. who, he's who a acts force. like he's perennially in college. <laughs> and he tells stories about him not putting distilled water in his CPAP machine and, and peeing in it because he was too drunk to get out of bed and... Uh, there's stuff like pulling like feces out of his own anus and everything, you know, just whatever the, whatever the stories are. I thought are. this was the nice part. Oh, I could have gone, I, I could have gone way more with that. Are you mixing another drink? Maybe. Yeah, okay. Give me another one too. I'm, I'm about done with my, my screwdriver. Okay. Mm. We'll keep telling, telling the story. So we do this stand-up gig and... I don't know how I got asked to do it, but it was it was kind of cool. It was at a place on the west side of Cleveland, right on the border of Cleveland and Lakewood, the nearby hip suburb. And I'm on the show. It's Hot Carl's the headliner, which no one can really follow him because of his stories. There's uh, Mike Polk Jr., Cleveland's own uh, big-time celebrity Mike Polk. Our good pal Chad Zumach was on the bill as well. Mary Santora, who is, like, I think she's one of the top comics in Cleveland now. Myself and a guy named Mike Farrell. Not Mike Farrell from uh, MASH fame, but Mike Farrell, he's a comic in Cleveland. And so I, I got to be on the show, and I think it's sold out. It was, like, a pretty big, uh, oh, you're coming over here now. Yeah. So, hang on with me. Mm, mm, mm. Ah. Yes, we're getting drunk during this. See, this is why you got to subscribe to the Patreon. You got to subscribe to the Patreon because you get to hear, hear us. Uh, I'm probably already slurring my words. <laughs> no, I'm just thirsty. Um, so, so we're at the show, and I think I do fine. I think I was trying to do a lot more shocking material. This is when you can still kind of joke about, like, make Trump jokes without people leaving. Like, whether it's pro or con, it was like kind of, you can make a Trump joke without it being like too, like, I'm for Trump or I'm against Trump. It was like, he was still kind of a celebrity at that time. And no one really booed. I think I did fine. Mary did well. Chad did well. Polk killed, of course, as he always does. It's a home game for him. And then Hot Carl's just out of, out of control. But it's hilarious. We're just like pissing ourselves laughing. So then afterward, and I, I got to work morning radio. So luckily I did get a good nap in before, but we're drinking and I have a couple of friends and we're telling stories and cracking jokes and everything. And Hot Carl keeps drinking. He was at, Hot Carl had to have had at least 15 shots by this point. And that's no exaggeration because I was on stage. I think I did 10 minutes. I saw him do at least three or four while I was there. (laughs) Isn't this, sorry, isn't this the season of Christmas Ale, too? This is Christmas, yes. This is the old Christmas Ale joke, where it's like, Christmas Ale, I thought she was 18. Oh, God. Um, and I, I forgot some of my jokes at the time, but um, <clears throat> so I'm talking to Hot Carl and everybody, and it's like after midnight, like, Tony, you want another Christmas Ale? And I'm like, it's 12.15. Now, I have to be at work by 5, and I don't live near work. I live 35 minutes from work, which means I have to be up at about no later than four at this time and it's twelve fifteen. so i'm like yeah i'm gonna have another christmas yeah give me another one you want a shot too was that tully yep yep i'll take another shot Woof. i don't know how i got home but i i made it home and i i, I got into bed and i had one of those street i had a street light that was kind of outside my window i had the the blinds closed and the window started doing like a conga it just started shaking. It sounds so unpleasant. It was like, and you know, it's one of those things where I'm just getting really dizzy. Like I can't sit still. So I got to occupy my eyes until I can try to at least close my eyes for like an hour, maybe a half hour. 
So I just pull out my phone, and I go on Facebook. <laughs> and I say, I'm doing the drunk. I'm not actually drunk yet. <laughs> not yet. And I'm just scrolling through, and I, I, I see the – I need something where I can just really just keep scrolling to occupy my eyes, and it's the people you may know feature. So I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and I finally get to a point where I do fall asleep and wake up. I go to work. I don't tell my bosses that I'm still drunk. I'm not, I'm not hungover. I'm still drunk. I'm still – this is – which I've done a couple of more times since then. But oh, jeez. <coughs> I'm not going to tell – I'm not going to say it when. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm really, you know, and I get through the day, but at seven o'clock, I get a notification on Facebook. It says, Leah Richards has, is now Facebook friends with you. And I'm like, oh, uh, that's awkward. I don't remember <laughs> requesting her. I have, crap, did I do that when I was drinking? I mean, I, I'm not mad at myself as long as she doesn't think I'm being creepy about it. So, I, whatever. So, we're Facebook friends. And there was no, really no interaction except for liking a couple of photos in, during that time. But yeah. there was no, like, conversation. Hey, are you single? Hey, you know, hey, we should hang out. There was none of that. Because I was in a stupid relationship and you were just getting out of one yeah. around that time. Yeah, I remember I was at work. I must have, I was, that was the time where I was working mornings. Um, and you know, when I logged into my Facebook, I saw I had a friend request from you. I'm single. I was still somewhat attached to the guy I had previously dated, but he lives in California and we were not together anymore. So I was allowed to look around and you had a cute face. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. We'll so, be friends. So thank you to Christmas Ale and Hot Carl for <laughs> us getting together. And then eventually we... And the people you may know function on Facebook. Thank you, Facebook. So as much as I want to crap all over Facebook, uh, it it, it brings people together sometimes. It It tears us apart politically and at our, uh, you know, right at the seams as far as our social conscious in this country. Mm -hmm. But it brought us together, so that's what that's (laughs) what it just justifies all of it. And because it wouldn't be what another year until we're both on Tinder, or so, I think a year, but. When you and I, when I matched you on Tinder, the first thing I did was go to Facebook because I knew at one point I had looked through your page and seen a girl, and so I knew I couldn't like try to do anything there. Uh, but I went back to your Facebook when we matched just to make sure you weren't being creepy, and I even questioned you. It was like my first question to you. You was, said no way. I could have sworn you weren't single. Yeah, with a winky face. Winky face. Um, and that's how I went forward because you, the girl wasn't tagged anymore in the pictures. So no, she like, should be oh, tagged if oh. she's out in the wild right now. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, oh. it was one of those cases that everything just kind of worked out. And it was, it was really, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And we had the mutual friends. We, we went mm-hmm. to a beer fest together and which is up until this past year was a, well, an it annual was an thing. an annual thing. Because it was. Makes me sad. Because what it, it ended up being like a perfect night because we met at this beer fest where uh, a lot of my friends were there and a lot of your friends were there. But then we also had mutual friends that we met up with. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure at the time i didn't know if i was going to go to this beer fest because i didn't really have the funds because my ex-girlfriend essentially almost robbed me she was robbing you for at least a year allegedly i'm just going to say that for a legal legalese right now oh she can come with it (laughs) robbery but it was i really was low on cash and we're talking it was like the 20 it was like the 25th or 26th of january and i don't get paid for a couple more days until the 30th and I'm like, oh, boy, do I have to tap into the old savings if I'm going to do this? But you and I started talking, and I said, I don't care. And I mean, it really was the best 55 50 bucks, bucks. Yeah, from your savings, I think you could make it 55 up. bucks, best I've ever spent. And Because I'm thinking, well, look, if we're going to go to this thing, that if it's not working out with us, well, you have your friends, and I am hanging out with my friends. But it and worked it's out. And beer. But it, and there's beer. And it worked out with us because we were talking, we separated from our respective groups, mm-hmm. yet we introduced each other so by the time so it's kind of like one of those where down the line where you're starting to meet friends i didn't need to meet these friends yeah because i already met them i met them years before i met you and then some i met that night so it's like oh leah and tony are are an item right now yeah that was also the helpful thing was that a lot of my friends already knew you had already hung out with you um and i just went to them and i was like all right so what do you guys know about this guy 
and no one could tell me anything negative, which now I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, no, well, well that, I'm sure they would say a lot of negative things since then yeah. about me, but uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about that too much anymore. No, but, no it you was, fooled us all, and now I have a ring. That's right. Two rings. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's true. And that will be... Uh, Another well, ring? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if, if, for five years, maybe. We'll see about that. I'll give you a ring pop or something. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It, uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of our story. That's us. Just a little bit. And uh, you've had to deal with me for the last year plus being at home and all my horrendous podcasts that I listen to and my my habits of But now, like, like I'm involved habits. in some of them. Like, obviously, I look forward to whatever Gino and uh, the compound Aaron are around. And, yeah. And you have to deal with my, my commentary about COVID and uh, everything. And it's just. That should put me up for sainthood, honestly. Well, luckily, luckily, I have my dad that calls me, and then I can just vent to him about different things. But you know, it lo- looks like we're on the other side of this, and which means that we'll be able to have a wedding that yes. shouldn't be in- interrupted in any way. Nope. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of our life story here, and we have our wedding this week, or at least when you listen to this, it'll be this week. And yeah, we'll have to do another one for. Um, I would love to recap. Do a recap of the wedding. Hopefully there's good stories, because there's a storm brewing, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, And I'm hoping for the best, that maybe it just passes that day. And I'm talking about in the the bridal party, there's a storm brewing. But um, hopefully the stories I have to tell are just the kooky things that happen at the reception and not the knock down drag out fights between brides and bridesmaids yeah we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes because that might be either a free podcast or a patreon only (laughs) podcast depending because if it's nice then you know hey it was a good time yeah Yeah, okay but we want to hear the juicy stuff we want to hear some like hair pulling and you know oh i mean are we talking screaming some are we talking about the wedding night or are we talking about uh yes (laughs) exactly well, that'll wrap up the free version of this Check Your Brain podcast. We're going to do an additional one that'll be available on my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tony Mazur. Subscribe today. Five bucks a month. Seriously, you pay $5 for what? I mean, you know, you're... Two Big Bufords. Two... They're only two two fifty. Two for five. Two for five? Yeah. So who's paying $5 for a Miller Lite? Where are we, downtown? Get out of here. Nine dollar beer night? No, I mean, it depends on where you're listening to this. People in LA, it's their Oh maybe used that, to that's probably like eight, a deal. Eight bucks yeah, for a, for for a, a Miller cheap beer or a PBR or something. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. I forget this is wide ranging. I'm just thinking of my little Your my little, little world here. here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, we've we've got uh, you know, five dollars. I'm trying to figure out is twenty podcasts with uh, exclusive content worth it? Or is uh, you know, or should we go more so the feeling of the big buford i'm trying to think what's the better <laughs> deal because i i gotta say those big bufords are pretty darn good if they're you ask tasty all righty well time to skedaddle here i'm gonna play the jagged edge as we head on out do we Form- have this on the wedding list you didn't want it on the no you're right you d- I di- no i didn't i didn't you're right you didn't want it so i'm sorry all right we're gonna wrap it up here and uh so leah thank you so much thanks for having me absolutely you should come back again oh well Oh, I will. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.